Welcome to Just Hair Me Out, a podcast about love, life, and hair. I'm Barbara. I've spent over 38,000 hours coloring hair. Hi, I'm Demetra, and I've spent over 1,000 weeks with scissors in my hands. With 50 clients a week in our chairs and 22 years on our feet, doing hair is not our hobby, it's our hustle. We've navigated salon politics and then opened salon suites of our own in 2020. We choose dogs over kids, skinny marks over beer, and we've only fired three clients. Each. Each. Welcome back to Just Hair Me Out. I just wanted to let you guys know that it took us no less than five whole minutes to get our hair right under our, our headphones. <laughs> uh, five minutes and ten seconds, give or take. The struggle is real. Just want you Very. to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're just listening to us, you can always go to uh, YouTube, to our YouTube channel, Just Hear Me Out Podcast, and watch our cute faces. <laughs> so today we wanted to talk about slash complain and um, get off our chest everything about our apprenticeships our training so if any of you listening are hairstylists you can relate I'm sure and if not pull up a chair (laughs) (laughs) so when I started my apprenticeship I had been in a, a corporate job for a year before I did the beauty school thing and um I thought that when my shift said it was like from eight to five, that I could leave at five o'clock. And that is not the case. <laughs> it's just on the schedule for shits and giggles. And you actually don't get a break, nor do you get a lunch. And nobody cares if it's legal or not. It just is what it is. Am I yes. right, Demetra? Yes, yes. Legal that does not exist. Like. It's the hair industry. Like, there's no rules at all. Yes. So my first day at 4.50, I was packing up my stuff. And someone said, are you leaving? And I said, yeah, I'm done at 5. And I left. And they were so mad at me the next day. And I didn't even understand why. (laughs) (laughs) I'm surprised they even let you leave. I, I must have snuck out at a, you know, I can be quiet, you know. Yeah, no, the people that um that I worked with, they were not nice to the apprentice. Like, I mean, I mean, I cried every day. Like I said, every single day. They were not nice. I don't know if they were just angry or they were doing it intentional or trying to like, eh, they didn't give a shit enough to try to build our backbone. I think it was just what it was. Now yeah. that I think about it, some people just, they were, it's part of the they, culture. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. There was a, a woman where I worked who was, I mean, just amazing at what she did. Um, but everyone knew, and people told me this, like before they even told me where the bathroom was, uh, when you're sweeping hair, don't sweep anywhere near her feet and she will yell you. And she did in front of everybody. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Why? Um, Something to do with like if you if you were too close to her feet or she thought you were going to like sweep the broom on her feet, uh, she would just get really, really upset. You were and in her space. She didn't want you in her space, you know. 
girl, we're trying to help out so she doesn't slip on the floor. Of course. Right. Yeah, exactly. And it's just really embarrassing. And also, like, the person in the chair mm-hmm. is probably embarrassed. But, um, yeah, it's just a big no-no. Um, oh, also, I didn't really understand, I probably should have, that you're not allowed to sit down, like, ever. Ever. <laughs> oh, my God, Yes. Oh, Barbara, I forgot oh. about that. And <gasps> did you get yelled at for leaning against a wall? I did. Yes. You were not allowed to <laughs> lean. Oh, my God. Uh, you weren't even allowed to breathe, basically. You can eat, take yeah. a break. Like, honestly, going to the bathroom, like, I would lie and say I would have to go to the bathroom five times a day because that would be the only time I'd be able to, like, sit down. Especially, it's same with me coming from a corporate job where I sat all day doing accounting. Right. Yeah. That's what I did. I sat at a desk and I was not used to standing at all. Oh, my gosh. At one point, we um, the salon changed locations and there was like beyond the back room. There wasn't like an alley. It was like a hallway into a um, condo high rise or like if you go through the, the back way there, it's just the street. <laughs> so when we moved, you had to go out and cry on the sidewalk. <laughs> so people are like walking by like what's wrong i'm like oh you know life's <laughs> difficult <laughs> right you don't want to say how you were yelled at by your fellow employees and work yeah yeah people He's like oh i'm not crying there's just something in my eye you know hair hair you got hair in your <laughs> eye sure or you know some hair color some chemical yeah oh yeah i did once um like some hair color in my eye, like some gloss when I was shampooing mm-hmm. somebody. And I just pretended like nothing was happening. I was straight up like this. <laughs> and I was like, it's okay. And then I'm like full on like blow drying her hair. And I'm like, am I going to lose my eyesight? Like what's happening? Yeah. It feels like you're going blind. Yeah. Like, I don't, the... and now I'm like, what, what the hell were you thinking? Why wouldn't you right. just go to the bathroom? Excuse right. yourself. Rin- r- try to rinse that rinse out. It. The level of burn was like an eight out of 10. Yeah. Yeah. But these are also the days where we went tanning salons, so we're used to pain. Yeah, that's true. Bathroom story. I would get so upset because there would be all these regular clients, um, and and not a ton, I mean, but I would say 10% of the regular clients that would come in almost every month for, you know, their haircut, their color, whatever. The assistants would, well, just to give you guys an idea, I think there were like seven of us. And so almost always there were like five of us working and at least half of us were people who, if a person came in and you know that they're kind of rude or mean or, you know, take forever, they would hide in the bathroom. The other assistants would hide in the bathroom. Yes. Isn't that horrible? Yeah. So that they wouldn't have to shampoo them. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh. You know, it's so many people are like digestive issues. Really? Come on. I know. Anyway, not fair. It's not fair. And I, I don't know. I don't think I ever did that. I always wondered, like, where did everyone go? Like, everyone just like disappeared. They disappear. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize how I actually had my own chair and I was a stylist, what they were doing. So I yeah. was an idiot always chant, doing the shampoos, doing the grunt work. <laughs> you know, oh, I, I never, I was clueless. I had yeah. a uh, I had an, a fellow apprentice who would like ask certain hairstylists or the owner like Can I go to Starbucks for you? Like just to avoid people. I'm like that oh is genius. Yeah, genius. And then they were like, Oh, there was a super long line at Starbucks, and 
So mm-hmm. smart. God. Yes. Did they you guys have to? Be... Mm-hmm. Did you guys have to clean the bathrooms? I was just going to say that we had really? a guy. Yeah, <laughs> yes. So we did have a maintenance person that would like take care of like any plumbing issues and things like that. But you know, he was a man. So as far as like the assistants, we would have to go in and make sure that they were tidy, though. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. So would we have to, we wouldn't have to clean, clean them, but we would have to make sure like there wasn't like toilet paper left on the floor or the counters weren't wet. Yeah. We would have to go in there and like tidy up every couple hours. And yeah, yeah, we're definitely in charge of folding towels, folding, you know, the, the capes for everybody, take care of laundry, shampoo, sweeping, Doing all the lunch orders, all the coffee orders, cleaning brushes. That was a really big thing every morning. Um, Shampoo with the brushes. Yes. We would have to come in early before everybody. Clean all the hair out of the brushes. Oh, this is actually, I have a funny story. I worked with a very seasoned, extremely talented hairdresser. And the very first time, I remember, I went to clean his brushes. And he came into work and... I got yelled at and I didn't understand why I got yelled at for cleaning his brushes. He loved having hair on the brush because yes, he said, don't ever clean my brushes because he liked the hair created smoothness for other people. No, I swear. And this guy was amazing, but he, I didn't kind of understand that. I mean, and, you know, I was kind of grossed out and I, you know, I asked, I, I don't understand. Like, well, the hair is clean. That's in the brush. Technically, the people got shampooed. They were, it is clean it is. hair. So it's not like it's dirty hair, but you know how like people love boar bristle? Yeah. Because it's like a natural bristle. That was yeah. kind of like his concept. Same thing. You have mm. that natural hair fibers intertwined in the brush and made for a better blowout. I don't know if there's any truth to that personally, but he was a great great stylist so who I knows i don't doubt that he's great i just think that is that no 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 right right yeah it's a, it's a definite no right also part of the reason boar bristle was such a big deal is you know the the keratin is harder than uh human hair mm-hmm. so also i mean it's not so much a thing anymore because it they're proving that it can break your hair right it dries it out too much protein yeah. too much protein that's yeah. why moisture and hydration is extremely important. And when you think your hair is broken, don't use reparative products unless you know for sure they have really damaged hair and always mix it up with something that's hydrating. Just a little Absolutely. tip of the day. Little tip. See, we're throwing little tips here, right, Barbara, throughout our podcast. <laughs> so, guys Give just you... learned something. <laughs> Give me some value. Right. Um, once I, I remember there was the great um, bathroom disaster of 2003 and that was when (laughs) all five of us assistants um were witness to the fact that there was poop on the ceiling in the bathroom on the ceiling don't know know how i got there on the ceiling on the ceiling not the floor the ceiling (laughs) how okay so how'd you guys figure it out like how'd you know that was poop you're so funny. You're so funny. You're, how'd you know that was poop? Tell me. Well, I mean, right? <laughs> well, there was um, there was some backsplash on the all over. Anyhow, wow, wow. Well, we had. Oh, also. Um, oh, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry. There was a um, a homeless man that would be in our alley, and I think he kind of lived there. And if you didn't give him money, like when you're like walking, like well, we were right next to a Seven Eleven, you're supposed to give him your change. And if you didn't, he would poop on our back stoop on purpose. No, stop. Dead serious. And I, the assistants did not have to clean it up. The owners dealt with it. I'm not, I'm not making it up. First time I was like, do people have walk their dogs around here? No. So this guy was pooping on the stoop, but revenge poop. Wow. Revenge poop. That Mm -hmm. is going to be another episode. Cause okay. Writing that one down. No, write that down because I I have some stories about revenge poop. Speaking (laughs) of poop, though, we had uh, this client. Oh, Amber Heard. What? Amber Heard. Oh. (laughs) I love it. That's right. (laughs) Heard that. She she always pooped herself at the salon. Oh, dear. Yeah, it's kind of sad. I don't know if she had like some kind of bowel issue, but... um, one time when she was getting her hair colored, she was not my client, but for some reason, I don't know, she would always poop and shoot out. Either that or she must have liked our capes because she was always taking her clothes off and leaving in a cape. <laughs> and this didn't happen. This is like two or three times where she had told like her colorist, like, hey, I just pooped. I have to leave in this cape. Oh, oh it is. I, I, and I know for sure it was true because people said that they smelled it. Like, they know she pooped herself. Well, there's diapers. Yeah, you would think at that point. Not once, twice, three times. Yeah. Oh, Hmm. goodness. Also, uh, to add on to my struggle as an apprentice, um, back then, there was no such thing as um, feeding your meters with a credit card on your phone. Uh, So... It was my job to fill, put quarters in the meters and people would give me their car keys and tell me where their car was parked. And it was very stressful because you had to go find their car, find their change, feed their meter, maybe even move their car to a different spot and um, hopefully not get screamed at when you get back. Right. We, we actually are the same guy, the maintenance guy at the first salon I was at. He was great. He would move everyone's car for them. But you always had to pay him to do it. You know, not um, like pay him, but like, you know, show credit. He was, I loved him. Oh, my God. He was the best, best guy ever. He was so awesome. And when we wanted like certain stuff to eat, like this is once I became a stylist. Like, let's say we wanted um, a special restaurant that was out of the way. He would go and pick it up. He'd be like, hey, I'm going to buy you lunch today. Will you go get it? Because it would be like a 20-minute drive, you know? And he'd go get it for us. He was awesome. Because, like, the assistants couldn't go that far, you know? Because then other stylists would get pissed. Like, hey, you just sent X, Y, and Z to, you know? Yeah. Lou Malnati's for pizza or something, right? And, like, mm-hmm. what, what were you thinking? Because they didn't deliver to us. Or they wouldn't yeah. open until after four for delivery, right? Yeah. But he was great. He would move the cars a lot. But if he wasn't around, we were expected to do so. We didn't have meters where I was at, but it was like only two hour parking. Mm -hmm. So that was a big thing. Everybody was always having to move their cars instead of just not being so lazy and park in a normal space. But I don't know. I guess hairdressers are known for being infamously late. Um, Right. So they want to be up to work on time. So they'd park in that two hour space. And I'm extremely punctual. 
Me my too. clients, they they would agree to that. They would tell you I'm always on time. Um, but yeah, I'm a rarity. But I would go as far as to say some people come to me just because I'm always on time. Yeah, me too. Literally, I've had people actually say like, "You are." I can't believe like how on time you are all the time. Like yeah, to the minute. I work on a very crazy schedule. I kind of live my whole life on a schedule. I don't know. I don't know if that's bad or good. I'm sure it's stressful at some point. I just don't realize it because it's second nature for me now at this point. I think it's but, good. Yeah. I mean, it definitely helps with our career where we work on schedule and when you work with someone else too. Yeah. Yeah. It's very important. But yeah. And one thing I think that is funny about me, and I think you're, I think you and I are alike in this, where I can be in all sorts of a deep conversation and I'm like, uh, in five minutes is my next appointment and we're done. Like, right. <laughs> like, I'll just say, you know, I'll tell you the rest of the story later. Right. To be continued. Like, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. That happens all the time. You're like super deep in and it's like, yeah. oh, shoot, we got to continue this. You know, We're about to solve world hunger. Sorry. Got to go. Right. Oh, man. So how about like for you as like an apprentice, but did you also have to do the lunch runs and coffee runs as well? Or? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I was very good at the um the uh Starbucks what do you, what do you call those little things? The drink trays. Oh, were you balancing like yes. two or three at a time? Or four. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we'd have to like run out because we had so many people. It was a very big salon that I had worked out. So um a lot of people wanted their coffee in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really sucked when you're an apprentice and you weren't making any money and then the people wouldn't even give you enough money for your coffee and you'd have to cover it on your end. That happened to me oh, so no. many times. Yeah. And then you had the awesome stylists who were like, here, I'm buying you lunch today. I'm going to buy you a coffee. You know, so appreciative. And then you had the assholes that like, yeah. here, your coffee was four twenty five, and they gave you exactly four bucks. I know yeah. it's only a quarter, <laughs> right? But shit, that adds up, you know? Yeah. Round like, up, people. Yeah, three, four people do that to you. And then you're like, wait, I only make $4 an hour. I mean, we're talking a yeah. long time ago, right? Minimum wage was, whew. Yeah. 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 One of my favorite mentors would always say to me, you fly, I buy. And I would run out and get it. Nice. I like that. Mm -hmm. um, one other thing I wanted, I'm thinking of right now. When I was... Uh, on the floor. So this is like not that long, maybe 10 years ago. Um, I saw somebody being an apprentice and uh, about halfway through her apprenticeship, she would say that she had to leave exactly at four o'clock because she had to go be at her second job at five. And she didn't have a second job, but she made up this whole thing about having a second job. Okay. Oh, and just so you know, listeners, when you are, when they say you're done at five, you're done when everyone's done. So as Demetra and I were talking about before, if somebody has a haircut, you have to wash the person before they're getting a haircut and you have to wait till they're done the haircut to sweep up the hair. Mm -hmm. Cardinal sin if you leave hair clippings on the floor. Oh yeah, you had to clean the whole salon at the end of the days. It, it didn't matter if your schedule was so-called nine to five, you know, like we said earlier too, there, there was no such thing as, as breaks or eating lunch. And, you know, people saying, well, can't you schedule a lunch out? It's like, are you serious? Even now 
as a seasoned stylist. I, I don't schedule lunches. Do you? No, I, no. I bring snacks and here and there. Like, yeah, yeah, five well, minutes. And people are like, well, you need to eat. I'm like, okay, look, people are going to come in early. They come in late. Sometimes they catch me mid trying to eat. There's no point of scheduling a lunch. You know, like you said, like snacks are the best or coffee and water. That's what we kind of live on. Mm-hmm. It's probably not the healthiest, but part of the job. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so the same person with this genius idea that she would have a, a separate job, like bartending or something like that, that she had to be there at five. So she would leave at four all the time. And eventually that person finished her training and made it on the floor, which is great because um, there's always this, they keep telling you about the 80-20 rule and like 80% of you won't make it onto the floor. So you, it's really stressful because you feel like all this torture might be for nothing. Yeah, that's Anyhow, true. this person finished and was able to get on the floor as a hairstylist. And <laughs> a couple months in, there was this young girl who was um, an apprentice who was new. And she uh, she had just had a really long day. I think, I think one of the other apprentices called in sick. So she opened and she had to close kind of thing. And I was wrapping up. And I, I often would say, I'll just like wash and dry my last person. Um, not to brag, but I would do that. And there was an outlier. Like I had the last color and I was, would be done at like five. So at four, I was saying, I'll be able to take care of this. And then there was one haircut starting at six. And she was exhausted and she was hungry and she was on the verge of tears and I said to said hairdresser, do you mind if so-and-so goes? She's uh, been here since open, and she's just really exhausted. And <laughs> I said that right in front of the girl, you know. And this person said to me, so are you going to stay and wash my client for me? <laughs> no, not really. So what happened? Did the girl go home? No, she stayed. Wow. Yeah. Takes all kinds. Yeah. But good for you for not, I mean, if I were trying to stick up for someone and saying, you know, maybe they should go and they would say, oh, well, are you going to stay? I probably would have been like, okay, sure. You know? I'm well, that's good of you. Like that. No, yeah. no. I just like, I, I wasn't. Any boundaries. Gonna... Any boundaries, Barbara. Oh. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure that out. You know? Boundaries. Yes. We're going to talk about Demetra's dating life soon. Oh, gosh. Boundaries. The non-existent, my non-existent <laughs> dating life. Oh, it's so great. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's enough complaining for one day, at least for me. Do you have anything <laughs> else to add, Demetra? I don't. I don't. Nothing today. Excellent. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, and see you next Tuesday. See you next week. Thanks. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe or follow. And please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Lastly, follow us on social media for clips of past and future episodes. All our accounts are listed in the show notes below. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>